So today we're going to do something a little bit different. The other day I was having a conversation with one of my friends who's a casual Marvel fan, and he had not seen most of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. I think that a lot of the casual fans fit into that same category. Primarily because when they first started watching WandaVision, they didn't know what to expect. And it wasn't what they were thinking, and they kind of just tuned out. And they were asking me all these questions about, you know, what kind of show is this? What kind of show is that? So without further ado, today, I am going to explain to you, if you're a casual fan, or if you're a hardcore fan like me, that's great. I'm going to explain to you guys what type of show each and every Marvel Disney Plus show is. If anything is apparent, the Marvel Disney Plus shows are a lot like their big brothers and sisters on the big screen. They bring lots of variety. Just like Forrest Gump would say, they're almost like a box of chocolates. You don't really know what you're going to get until you bite into them. Each one has a different genre and feel to them. Let's kick things off with the first Marvel Disney Plus show, WandaVision. For those of you that don't know, Wanda was first introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron alongside her twin brother, Pietro Maximoff. In a nutshell, and to make things as casual as possible, these two have very strange and new powers when they first hit the scene. Her brother is Marvel's fastest man alive, but not for long because he gets killed by a bullet. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. But Wanda goes on a very, very dark path in the MCU, and things continue to get worse and worse for this poor character. Along the way, though, she also meets Vision, a human-like synthesoid who was also introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron. Over the course of several films, these two fall in love, but continuing down that dark path that Wanda has been put on in the MCU, Vision dies in Avengers Infinity War. And this show takes place after Avengers Infinity War, so there's already lots of questions like, first of all, is Vision dead? Is he not dead? This is probably the most different thing that Marvel's ever done. Each individual episode kind of start off like a 60s show, a 70s show, 80s show, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, there's lots of craziness going on, lots of crazy twists and turns along the way. There's a decent amount of action in this one, very suspenseful and thrilling as well. And it's also probably one of the more popular Disney plus Marvel shows that are out there currently. Trust me, I know that things seem really slow when you first delve into the first episode, but if you give it a chance, it's a really great show. Moving on to my personal favorite, but it's also a controversial take, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The reason I love this show so much is because it literally has you on the edge of your seat with the conclusion of each and every episode. It almost reminds me in some ways of Breaking Bad or Walking Dead back when it was good. You don't know what's going to happen and at the conclusion of each episode, something happens that is just mind-blowing. It follows the character of Bucky and Falcon, who are not my most favorite characters of all time, but what they do with these two in this almost buddy cop-esque show is really cool. And John Walker gets introduced, and my goodness, that is one of my all-time favorite characters currently in the MCU. He's very misunderstood. He's also a soldier at heart. He wants to be like Captain America, but there's so much pressure on him to be the new Captain America, which is also a lot of what Falcon deals with in this show as well, because at the conclusion of Avengers Endgame, Falcon gets given Captain America's shield by Captain America. At the very beginning of the show, he doesn't want that responsibility, so he turns it over to the government who then say, mm, okay, we're going to make a new Captain America anyway. They pump this guy, John Walker, full of the super soldier serum, and all crap breaks loose. And on top of that, they bring back Baron Zemo, who I didn't love in Civil War, 
But when I saw him in this show, oh man, I gained a whole new appreciation for this character. This show definitely follows the lines of a Captain America the Winter Soldier. It's very much a political thriller in that same vein. If you like Captain America the Winter Soldier, I think that you will highly enjoy this show. As long as your expectations aren't through the roof, like a lot of people that I know that didn't like this show. Moving on to Loki, which is actually one of my lesser favorites, but it's also a very popular show on Disney+. Everyone loves the character of Loki, and this basically follows the character of Loki, or the variant of Loki, that grabs the Tesseract at the end of Avengers Endgame when things go crazy, and basically starts a whole new entire timeline of his own. It's definitely wacky, there's not a whole lot of action, but there are a lot of cool character moments. There's also a lot to take in at the end of the episode if you are just a casual Marvel fan. If you're just a casual Marvel fan, I would not recommend this show because there's just so much to take in, and most likely you will be very lost by the end of the season. Marvel's What If is really cool and different. It is, at the end of the day, an animated show. And it also plays into a lot of the established storylines that we already have, which basically you could put every Marvel show and movie into that category. If you haven't seen a lot of these films, you're going to be lost. Marvel's What If is very unique and different, but this is also another show that I would not recommend to casual fans. And at the end of the day, everything that happens in the show basically amounts to Jack Diddley, but they are going to have a season two, so I'm me being the hardcore Marvel nerd that I am, I'm really excited to see what happens in season two. Up next is Hawkeye. It's about a character that most people don't just absolutely love. Jeremy Renner's a great actor. They also introduce us to Haley Steinfeld. She does really great in this show. There's lots of comedy. There's also lots of action. It's a very fun show. It's definitely not a very serious tone that we have here in the show. It's, it's definitely more on the fun side. Also, if you're a huge fan of the Netflix Marvel Daredevil show, then you might want to check this one out. Wink, wink. Overall, I would say that someone who is a casual fan that doesn't know a whole heck of a lot about all the films and the shows prior to this can probably watch this and enjoy it. Up next is Moon Knight. And Moon Knight is so very much strange. Oscar Isaac plays the lead role. He does a phenomenal job. He's a terrific actor. But at the end of the day, this show is not for everyone. I personally did not like this show either. Usually my wife watches every Marvel Disney Plus show with me. This is the first show that I almost had to force her to finish watching the whole entire show. It's very trippy, very different, in some ways like a Shutter Island, or other films that deal with mental asylums and crazy people and things of that nature. It's so hard to compare this show or most of these shows honestly to any other films or TV shows because it is so unique. I know I've said that a thousand times already in this show, but literally, it's unlike almost anything that I've ever seen before. Some people adore it. I personally didn't like it. If you're really big into the supernatural and Egyptian lore, then maybe this is the show for you. After Moon Knight comes Miss Marvel. This is also another highly divisive show. In a lot of ways, it's like Spider-Man or the character of Peter Parker where you have this young teenager discovering these new powers for the first time and becoming a superhero at such a young age. There's a lot of fun to be had here, and there's also a lot of exposition, unfortunately. I personally didn't love this show. I thought it started off fun and ended pretty fun, but everything in the middle was just kind of, eh. If you're really into Pakistani culture, you might like this show. Also, like I said, it has a lot of Spider-Man and Peter Parker feel to it. So if you're really into that type of thing, you might like this show. I definitely wouldn't recommend it, but like I said, it depends on what you're into. 
And lastly, we have the She-Hulk show that just recently came out. A lot of people have compared this to Ally McBeal, but with a superhero. I have never seen Ally McBeal, but I find this show very humorous. I think her origin story is really cool and also how they involve a lot of other Marvel characters in the show to make it feel so very much connected is really cool. Honestly, I think a lot of the other Marvel Disney Plus shows could use more of this, especially shows with lesser known characters like the Moon Knight and like Miss Marvel. How cool would it have been to see Spider-Man pop up in Miss Marvel? So yeah, in a lot of ways, She-Hulk benefits from the cameos that we see in each and every episode. And it's a whole lot of fun. It honestly is more of a law show than it is anything else. There's a little bit of action, but if you're looking for lots and lots of action, this is not the show for you. And I guess we're going to also talk about this one. I Am Groot, which recently came out as well. Look, this is just five episodes, and each episode is five minutes long. If you have a young toddler like I myself do, it is perfect for them. It's a very silly, wacky, animated film about Groot or excuse me, animated short episodes about Groot. But yeah, that's all this really is, is just a show designed for toddlers, you know. And younger children will enjoy it as well. I know that my wife and I were cracking up when we were watching this with my little girl. That's pretty much all the Marvel shows that we've gotten so far, like I said, in a nutshell. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Let me know which shows you're most interested in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and hit the bell for notifications. Every time we drop a video, you'll get notified. Look us up on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. Thank you so much for joining me today, and until next time, have a good one.